0: and welcome to episode 223 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always I'm your host Mark. Now joining me on today's episode is the WWE superstar Seamus. I didn't actually tease this interview because it came out of the blue. Just before the UK pay-per-view Clash at the Castle which is in Cardiff I was lucky enough to catch up with Seamus to discuss this. We go into great detail about his career to date and talk a lot about music and that interview will be coming up in just a couple of moments' time. I always like to use the intro of each and every episode of Mark and Me to touch base and talk about my last episode. On episode two hundred and twenty-two, I was joined by Jarrett Ambo. This for me was the first guest within a true crime subject matter and I was so lucky enough to sit down and talk in great detail about I Just Killed My Dad, the Netflix documentary and this interview for me was a whole new chapter, a whole new way for Mark and me and the response was incredible so thank you so much to everyone that tuned in. But today is all about WWE wrestling so let's get straight to the interview with me and Seamus. So here's me and Seamus talking all things wwe thank you so much for joining me on the mark podcast yeah
1: no my, my pleasure man
0: what i want to do with all the guests that i have on mark and me is i like to take it right back to the early days and i want to know about when you were growing up did you know at a very young age that you wanted to get into this world of wrestling or was it something else that you wanted to pursue at that age i mean it
1: just depends how far you want to go back you know let's go I mean? back
0: to the real kid age when you're like growing up at school
1: well there was, there was a, there was two things there. It was, um, I definitely did love WWE. Actually, I fell in love with WWE before I fell in love with soccer or football. Jesus, I shouldn't say soccer. I'm too, I'm too soccer, long. Soccer?
0: What side. are you doing? I'm
1: too long on the other side of the pond. But <laughs> all over there, they think I'm talking about the NFL. But uh no, I definitely fell in love with wb before uh, football. Um, you know, uh, every Saturday morning with my grand aunts I watch it on the Sky One. Um, I fell in love with Macho Man Randy Savage thought he was an unbelievable character uh him uh rick rick rude mr perfect mm-hmm. i actually i actually much preferred the uh the villains until ultimate warrior came along and then he was definitely my favorite as a kid he's just so much energy so much charisma um but yeah i loved at me and you know every kid dreams of of you know what they what they see on tv and what what they gravitate towards so wb was definitely something I, I had uh aspirations to do and follow as a kid you know
0: did it ever really feel like it could be a reality because every kid has all the figures has all the toys and dreams to be a wrestler but at what point did you actually think to yourself this isn't just a dream this could actually become real
1: i mean definitely wanted i think everybody in my school did like everyone's yeah to do it. it just you know every, everyone's dream is there until someone tells you know some sometimes adults tell you like oh well that's that's a you know unattainable dream, or that's not realistic. I think that's sometimes a problem, you know what I mean? with a lot of adults telling kids, like, I oh, that's just a ridiculous dream or a pipe dream. Um, so yeah, I just kind of got away from it for a little bit. I think I, you know, I think I think we lost Sky in Ireland, Cable Inc. during the 90s, so I kind of cut a couple of tapes here and there, but um, it really came back to me when I was uh, in my 20s. I thought to myself, I was just doing this job and I was like, I was in IT and didn't really love it. It was just, to me, it was just a job, a way to make money. Yeah. And and I just, uh, I just realized that like I had one shot of doing this if I wanted to do it. And I met Bret Hart at a nightclub in Dublin where I was working called Lily's Bordello. They came in with WWA, which was a promotion that opened up briefly after WCW folded so a lot of guys didn't go to the WWE during that invasion angle. Um, they went there. Yeah. I it was cool. And He just gave me a lot of it. talk talked to him and he was telling me that the goal was very much possible attainable. And had a very different look. And yeah, I gave it a shot. And a couple of bumps in the road, but I stayed the course. And I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew if I failed, at least I could, you know, at least I'd fail knowing that I gave it a shot. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, that's, that was, that was a good thing for me. Like, like, I wasn't really, you know, I don't think Sharon should be ever afraid of failing. I think he's just give it a go, you know, and at least, you know, the rest of your life that you've, you've given something a shot and if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But, you know, you you don't want to look back and regret it, man. Like, like think, ah, oh, man, I should have done that, you know, I should have given that a shot. Who knows what would have happened? I'm a perfect example of that, you know, it's not always going to work out, but at least, you know, that if you give it a shot, then.
0: Can't look back and regret. At least you can say I'll you look tried. Back. And... I'll look
1: back and angry, you know what I mean? I waste my <laughs> you know what I'm
0: in the words of Noel Gallagher. But um, what I really picked up on then as well is you said that you know some people who are going to say to you, you know, like kind of grow up, get a real job, or you know, stop dreaming. Uh, I think every parent's what is nightmare.
1: What is a real job? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like that's very much ingrained. I don't know if it's ingrained. I think that's just an Irish culture, but I feel it's ingrained everywhere. You know, like. There's nothing wrong with following your dreams as kids are huge dreamers. And I think that's very important to kind of like, you know, to encourage kids and stuff to follow their dreams they grow older. That's one of the biggest problems is knockbacks, you know, and it's just it's just it's probably caused a lot of, uh, you know, kids growing up to be whatever they want to be or whatever they dream to be.
0: I think what's a shame as well is like I have a lot of people on the podcast that are actors or in bands and I speak to a lot of famous people that have toured all over the world but they always said their parents were like look you need to get a real job and this probably yeah. isn't going to work out and were your family supportive or were they like look son seriously like this isn't going to happen
1: yeah well they were like listen I mean at that stage I was in my 20s I was already you know I was already doing my own thing and I mean what they they were kind of like a little taken back. I mean, my dad didn't know what was going on. Like, But my, da- my dad knew it was his fault because he brought home the videotapes of WrestleMania 1 because we were out in the sticks, we were out in County Mead and Dumbine at the time for a brief period. We left We left Dublin for a very, very brief period. I went out to County Mead, Dumbine, Um and uh, he brought the tapes home because we only had like RT1 and RT2. We didn't yeah. have UK channels so I was watching them on all the lads in the neighbourhood. so many kids you know is a whole area of just young families so all the kids would be in the front room uh granny be coming in leading throwing <laughs> uh, lemonade or cadet, cadet cadet red lemonade and, and biscuits and then jammy dodgers and stuff and then we'd be all watching the Wrestlemania which was which was on two VHS tapes at the time you know so uh yes my dad's fault. So what could he say you know because i just kept telling him like you created this you know you brought that vhs if you hadn't brought that tape home, those tapes home you know i wouldn't have known nothing about wwe at the time you know so just,
0: just think where you'd be in it right now if it wasn't for your dad oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> my
1: God. My God.
0: i remember growing up in the video cassettes we had to always borrow them off people and put like bit of tape over it so we could copy them onto another cassette that's the only way we could watch summer slam and all these old tapes
1: right yeah they had the little tab at the end if you broke that's it, it. couldn't record it yeah but then
0: Sorry. you put a bit of sellotape over and you could copy them and my mate's mom was always like okay i'll do another one for you if you want but we had all the wrestlemania summer slams king of the ring it was incredible
1: would you remember that though do you remember as a kid like realizing that you could actually put uh, sellotape or masking tape whatever over that little square that was it oh does anyone even know what we're talking about <laughs> like what are these two big relics talking about these two dinosaurs here
0: exactly like, you-
1: the amazing when you would, like put the tape over the little square header's over there, do You know, don't you? You remember, header remembers.
0: Yeah, everyone else is like, What are you on about? This is talking about TikTok and stuff, and where they're talking about how you can create a video cassette with a bit of masking tape.
1: Yeah, I mate, mean, it was uh, it was yeah, it's like, Oh my god, groundbreaking, you know what I mean. Um, and
0: with yourself at the moment, uh, I always think with wrestlers, you're Rotors and your schedules are absolutely full on, and the amount of travel and everything. How, how do you get that work life balance? Because it is so full on, isn't it? You know, you can be working seven days a week some weeks.
1: Yeah, overseas tours and all you do that. Like it's not. You know, we're back in the, in the grind of it, and the schedule and the live events have been like the kind of economy. They've been a lot tough. You know, when we came out of the pandemic the other side. You know, when the pandemic has gone on, we, we we kept going on. You know, um we were did the Thunderdome stuff, which was for me was an unbelievable time. For me it was kind of rejuvenation in my career had a blast um really got to show how aggressive and intense it could be and I had some serious bangers man i was having banger after banger after banger match with everybody it was just like i was felt i was brand new again um coming out of that you know obviously we're live event company you know so now we're doing live events um a little bit different than before we went to the pandemic where we had a lot more jumping around to different cities with flights and charters and stuff like that. So that was, that makes it a little bit more difficult. It's a lot easier when you fly into a city um, and you do TV, if you're on SmackDown, we have the TV Fridays. And then uh, Saturday, Sunday, you have live events, which are non-televised events, which, you know, a lot of crack as well, a lot of crack as well, like, because there's less, it's more, there's more wrestling involved. And then a lot of the new talent coming up as well can really cut their teeth and and learn, and you know, because when you're on TV, it's that's difficult, you know, for anybody going in there. When you, it's a baptism of fire going on TV, because you only have a set amount of time. Sometimes that time can change. It's very intense for for new talent going in there. And uh live events help people really help the talent really get on their feet and and relax and enjoy and find stuff out about themselves in front of a crowd that they wouldn't really have known before. You know what I mean? Especially in TV, because. You know, even for me, 13 years in this business, um, on TV, not just in this business, 13 years on TV with WWE, you know, sometimes you go out there and you have like maybe you have a six or seven minute segment, and all of a sudden someone else's time has gone over or whatever. And now you have four minutes, so you're losing time. So, so the easy thing is to do in front of the crowd is to rush. um, but that's not what you want to do. It's the last thing you want to do, but it's very hard because your adrenaline's going. There's a live crowd. There's TV cameras in front of you. Do you know what I mean? You're going live across the world. And now, you know, you tell you a little bit more time. and know oh, all that's stuff cool. And it's just, it can just, you know, roll that, go down now from there. Like in the beginning, uh, you know, Ridge and, and butch two lads who, you know, they're definitely taken under me wing and who are awesome lads and great reps of uh, the UK here. Um, but like I know Ridge and, and and Butch definitely in the beginning, like they were like they were so unlucky with the time that they were given. Yeah. It was really difficult for them, you know, to get in there and do that. So especially just the way they were, you know, it happened at the very beginning, them coming up on the roster.
0: And at the moment, we're only like 48 hours away from Clash at the Castle, which still is unbelievable. The fact that we've now finally got this kind of pay-per-view in the UK. I didn't ever think it was going to happen. I always kept seeing rumors. And every year someone says, WWE, are going to do something at Wembley or at Cardiff. And how does it actually feel now that you're sitting here ready to actually have this event in the UK finally?
1: I think it's phenomenal, man. I think it's great. I think it's like, you know, I think the Saudi thing showed that like early pay-per-views in the U.S., uh, we're okay, you know, like, so on a Friday at two o'clock, I think I could be wrong in time and specifics, but all that stuff coming down, like, you know, US audience, we have to watch at two o'clock. Now it showed that like, well, you know, fans are going to watch regardless, you know what I mean? And, you know, so we're not so much worried or tied into having the 7pm starts live starts in the U S you know, we're a global company, man. You know what I mean? We're no longer just tied to the United States. And I'm actually surprised it's taken so long to, to get, uh, to, to, to have this event. Um, well, I think this is going to be the first of many to start. I mean, it's going to be a massive success. Uh, 1992 was the last time we had an outdoor, um, event like this SummerSlam '92. Yeah. There, uh, coincidentally, the uh, main event of that match was for the intercontinental championship, which will be me and Gunter, uh, which to me is the, uh, it, uh, to me, is the main event.
0: That is it. That should be the last show of the night.
1: Absolutely, fella. Absolutely. People are coming to me all the time saying this should be the main event, the clash, of the castle. You know, this is gonna be a banger. You know, this is gonna be nothing like it. You know, uh, once people- in
0: a lifetime.
1: Once in a lifetime. man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm already pumped about this. It's the one toilet I haven't held. Uh, in my 13 year career, the Intercontinental Championship will come Saturday. I'll be taking that home. Gunter doesn't stand a bleeding chance. I'll be going across the pond back to Dublin with the family, going on an open top bus, meeting Michael D. Higgins. There we go. The big house, uh, shindig. There'll be a celebration, you know what I mean? So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be incredible. Like, it's going to be, I'll be going to drag Gunter down into the belly of the Red Dragon, and I'm going to, we're going to steal the show, man. No it's going to be
0: amazing they've already said oh. that the crowd's expected for your celebration is going to be like when the Beatles used to be here so that's what they're saying it's on that kind of level of
1: incredible Beatles. yeah that's what I'm hearing it's going to be like yeah uh, <laughs> like the open top bus for the Ireland Ireland team when they came back from Euro 88 after beating England 1-0 oh you
0: have yeah. to get that in don't you <laughs> our football what?
1: team our football team don't have the, <laughs> uh, too many uh, great memorable wins but that was that I'm was glad cool.
0: you're saying football yeah. and not soccer
1: well, you have learned my lesson already in this short
0: time. Exactly. And um, my final question, I ask this to everyone that comes on the podcast. What I do to try and make it as original as I can is the guest gets to choose a piece of music that's played at the very end of the podcast. So I'm putting you on the spot, but it can be one band, one song or a piece of music that you absolutely adore. But it's something that's personal to you. But you have only literally a minute to decide what it's going to be.
1: I already know what it is. But uh, the funny thing is, I just thought, listen, listen to your voice there. There's an app called Calm. You know, does you, you know, Calm, right? You know, Cam, the app. This app called basically these people who are real got real soft yeah. voices. Like, <laughs> you're lying there and the phone's on the side.
0: Oh right, yeah, and it like helps you get to sleep. Right, I'm putting you in,
1: man. Can you send your CV over, bro. I'm gonna send it into Cam. You're gonna you're gonna send so many people, you know, you know, and me the whole thing. Is that a know? good thing?
0: Like I interviewed Seamus today, and he said my voice oh, could send many people to sleep.
1: <laughs> oh, no, uh, I mean, uh, it's very relaxing. Yeah. Mean, I'm also seriously jet lagged right now. So that could also, you know, be a thing. But uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Mark uh, and
0: Me, great at putting you to sleep. It doesn't really have a great ring to it. <laughs> helping you,
1: put you to sleep. I so mean, what's, your,
0: what's your song choice then?
1: Uh, one of my favorite songs ever is Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog.
0: Oh, I could, nice.
1: I could listen to that song over and over again, which I have actually after a few pints. It's right. Yeah. To miss his head, you know, but uh, yeah, hunger strike with temple of the dog, uh, huge grunge fan growing up, um, 90s, obviously, Soundgarden, uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana,
0: Pearl uh, Jam, one of my favorite bands of all all time. time,
1: Interstate's love song is one of my favorite songs from Stone Temple.
0: I wasn't expecting to say temple of the dog, everyone, every time I talk about that band, I have to explain what it's members of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, and I have to talk about it all, but
1: amazing. I actually have an LP of the of the uh, single. It's super hard to get. Another 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 band I love is Fate No More. I spent the last couple of months trying to track down because I have like a record player. We're back to vinyl. Which
0: the fact ah. you started talking about grunge and um, Faith No More, I had tickets to see, but they've cancelled their UK tour. Um, Why? Uh, Mike's not good. Mike's in a bad way. Mike Patton has uh, got a lot of mental issues at the moment, so he's suffering from depression. So at the moment he's taking time out.
1: I love that band. Midlife Crisis is one of my great, one of my favorite songs. Uh, epic. Uh, but I spent funny story is, so having a have a record player, and every time I went in, I wanted to get Angel Dust, the album, the uh, album, because it had the Real Thing. I think it was called the Real Thing, right? I'm just a hazy today. The one before, but I was trying to get it everywhere. Went on eBay, went to record stores all over the states like looking for a second hand, couldn't find this album. It's the only album really that I want, that I want to the left. So I got to some t- some town and I just like decided to call a record store, the first one, see if they had it. And your man goes, yeah, yeah, we just have one strange enough. It just came. Wow. Out. I got back in the car. I don't even think I even finished breakfast straight over, picked it up. So the last piece of my vinyl connection of Fate no more angel dust. It's, it's a reissue, but still in the plastic still looks great. And it's uh, it's the crown jewel of my, um,
0: I did the same. So I'm a huge Pill fan and they have certain albums that are really hard to get hold of on vinyl, as you probably know. And uh, only recently I had to go on the record store day to try and get um, their early stuff. But finally, I've got MTV Unplugged, uh, oh, wow. which is unbelievable on vinyl. Um, and again, it was like you had to phone up and get them to reserve it on the day yeah. uh, and live on Two Legs as well, finally. So yeah, I'm, I'm there with you with all those sort of grunge bands.
1: It's really hard to get the, the really good stuff, like it really is. So, yeah, it makes it all the
0: fun, and there doesn't in the better it when you does. actually get it.
1: I think even now we have to collect stuff. You know, it makes it fun for us. You know, to have it there, we don't play it, but have it. That's all that matters. Oh,
0: all my vinyls are completely sealed, but at least I've just got them. Yeah. You know, so, what do they sound like? I'm like, they're not for playing, but I don't know what we do that when
1: we get older. We just get kind of like the stuff that we want. Orders. Yeah, we just, but we don't actually, you know. All this and this stuff, don't worry about. It. There's certain things. I know collectors and all get it, but they don't want to take it out of the box and they don't want to take unwrap it. <laughs> Have it, you know.
0: It's funny, but uh I really appreciate your time today, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Sunday, and I hope it all goes well. And uh, Saturday, hope... Saturday, Saturday. God, I keep thinking, yes, yeah, Saturday, over by Sunday exactly if i get there on sunday i've messed up badly i've
1: already I'll already been dublin celebrating on an open top bus well, that's, what I to I was, that's what i'm
0: on about i can't wait to be okay. there along with the millions of people ready for you to come through the streets i'll have a Guinness in your hand on in the intercontinental championship in the other one amazing uh thank you so much i hope the rest of the press goes well today and uh yeah have a good day buddy
1: if it's as easy as this man it's going to be a bit of cake fingers I'll, crossed we well, start
0: with the best yeah. now so now you've just got to drip down
1: yeah. you've set the standard mate you've set the level thank you i'll speak to you soon take care Thanks,
0: pal. So there it is. There's my interview with me and the amazing Seamus. And to pick a song by Temple of the Dog, wow. Instantly, you're now my favourite guest of all time. What an amazing song. And you'll hear that in just a couple of minutes' time. A massive thanks to Seamus for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on, and I love speaking to wrestlers. I remember going to SummerSlam in New York and covering an event. I've been to WrestleMania in New Jersey, and now I'm just about to leave to go to Clash at the Castle in Wales, and I can't wait. It's been a long time coming, and I didn't think we'd see a pay-per-view in the UK again, but it's actually happening, and I can't wait. So, just before I go, let me just do the usuals. I want you to share this episode. As you're listening, jump onto markandme.com, share it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You may think it doesn't go a long way, but just hitting that retweet button or sharing it on your stories on Instagram or just sharing it on Facebook brings a whole new audience to Mark and Me. And that's marketing that really goes a long way and costs you guys at home absolutely nothing. And that's all I ask for listening to this podcast. But if you've really enjoyed today's interview, please join up on my Patreon page. There's a link on markandme.com and every penny that you invest into Mark and me via Patreon goes right back into the podcast. It allows me to travel the country, do these shows, do these interviews and give you guys more podcasts back at home. And thanks to my amazing friends at Richer Sounds, there's some incredible prizes each and every month to say thank you for supporting me. I'll be back in only a few days time with a huge episode, for horror fans it's going to be absolutely massive and I can't wait, but until then, look after yourself, take care, watch some amazing wrestling and I'll speak to you all very soon.
1: on the table